welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theater in the Now, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. From cake to cash, this bitch knows what she wants. It's the pettiest queen around, Petty Cash. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I'm great, and I have your face twice right now. <laughs> Look at this. I'm stunning. <laughs> you, like... your, your Chromatica video is your background right now on Zoom, and I'm getting double petty. <laughs> I Honestly, I need to change it because I don't have the attention span for this. I'm too hungover. <laughs> <laughs> hung over what'd you do last night uh drank <laughs> did you go anywhere or did you do it at home no i so one of my friends is um applying to be a in the um hair union oh cool um, so he needed to showcase wig design and i have a couple wigs so i was like oh i'll go over and um you can mess with them and then use them for your thing i won't say who because he wants to get in before he tells people he's applying but um, fair, fair fair yeah so that was fun that's we exciting. Yeah, I was drunk. I look kind of drunk in the photos, but that's okay. They wanted accurate portrayals of drag queens, right? <laughs> it's true. So we're going to talk about you. We're going to learn all about you and everything that makes you you. Oh, Christ. So we're going to start from the very beginning. And we're going to start with where are you from? And make sure you answer it properly because I know what you're going to say. <laughs> it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm I'm um, ugh, I'm from New Jersey. Um, what part? What part? Central? Because no Central exists. Yes, it does. Fuck you. <laughs> Central Jersey, and we say pork roll. Um, I uh, no, I yeah, I'm from South Plainfield, New Jersey, the same hometown as Michelle Visage. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I live in Astoria now. What was it like? as a child in central jersey well i ran out as soon as i could (laughs) (laughs) i went to college in pennsylvania and then i was like i'm never moving back home i worked on a cruise ship and then i moved to manhattan it was like i mean my family's great like i can't complain about them and um you know they're super supportive so i'm not gonna like shit on them but like new jersey like i mean you're from new jersey Mm -hmm. it's surprisingly conservative and there are very few like gay friendly spots i don't know any other gay people in high school so yeah it was i mean uh, i i wasn't even out in high school i it was for me it was still not a thing that you really discuss and like for me personally i was not i was still very straight in high school um but there wasn't any queer surroundings to even explore to to even know if you were potentially gay well Um, that's it and i guess i didn't have any um i didn't have any like role models or anybody that i could look up was someone who was queer but that like was a good person (laughs) you know like it was just anybody i knew was just you know perpetuating any of those like awful stereotypes yeah and, and anyone who we perceived to be gay in high school they got made fun of and it was like why would you even want to come out absolutely not 
Also, I was hideous in high school, so I would have gotten dick anyway. <laughs> Am I allowed to curse on this shit? Absolutely. Thank fucking Christ. Okay. So, what were you like as a child? <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, I, you know, when I, when I ended up coming out and I, like, I started doing drag, people were surprised, which actually shocks me because when I was three, I learned all the choreography to Open Your Heart by Madonna from the Blonde Ambition Tour. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, no, I did. Like, you know, she gets up on that chair. I had my little purple fifth floor chair, and I would get up and do the open your heart choreography. Yeah. Um, my mom always made sure to like fast forward through like a version because she just masturbates on a bed for the entire time. Absolutely. But um, yeah, and so I just honestly, I just loved Madonna, and you know, I thought I loved her, but then I realized I just wanted to be her. Um, and. Yeah, so my mom signed me up for dance when I was three, and she, my dance teacher wouldn't, like, I would not dance unless my dance teacher played the Immaculate Collection, like, <laughs> Anna's, like, collection of, like, her top hits. Um, I know that entire album, front to back, back to front. I think it's time for a full show. A full Madonna show? Yeah. Y'all ready. I, that's the thing. Here's the problem, though. I love Madonna to death, but, like, I, I stopped loving her after, like, 1993. Like, Ray of Light is kind of like the last, like, that's my Madonna window. Like, sure. Borderline the classics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I twirled around. I tap danced. I like. Were, were you Billy Elliot? <laughs> I wish. No, I didn't have any friends. Like, <laughs> like I was oh. so boring and, like, sad. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I guess that dark. Got dark, but, um, no, I had two little sisters, so it was like it was always just us hanging out in Jersey. We had a pool in our backyard. We never left our house. Like, that's fair. And I played Pokemon. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that was my childhood. That's all I remember. So dance was a big part of your life, and it brought you to college where you studied. Yes. Um, you went to Muhlenberg. I went to Muhlenberg. In a what Muhlenberg. fun town? In Allentown, Pennsylvania. Home like of. Home of Amanda Seyfried. No, Dorney Park. Oh, Dorney Park. But also Amanda <laughs> Seyfried. Did you That's know true. that? I did not yeah. know that. It is. What true was fact. Muhlenberg like? It was great. Honestly, it was like a... Um, it's it's a it, Nobody ever knows it because it's one of the smallest like liberal arts colleges yeah. like on the face of the earth. But um, it was... It's a really great... It's a really great school. They had an amazing... At the time that I got in, it was... Their dance program was ranked number one in the nation by the Princeton Review. So it was like, our like I went specifically because I knew I could go and like study dance and also get a BA rather than a BFA. So it was sure. a comprehensive um, uh, degree, which is good now because I'm jobless and I'm looking for a new job and I have a full degree. Yeah. Um, but and then no, it's fine, go off. What, so you, right after college, you decided let's do some cruises. Uh, let's go see the world. Yeah. Then you made the decision to come to New York. Why New York of all cities? Well, I'm from Jersey. It was the closest city. It's somewhere I grew up going to, to go take dance classes, to go see dance performances. We went to Muhlenberg. A lot of our field trips, we would go to BAM and we'd go to um, the Joyce and we'd go see mm -hmm. whatever uh, modern dance companies were coming through. Um, so I just grew up going into the city in and out when I was like young, just taking class at BDC. And then um, 
it just made sense. Like I knew people here. It was just the right move. It's where I wanted to be. When I originally moved here, obviously drag wasn't even on my radar. Like right. I didn't even think about this being my full-time job, but I moved here with full intentions of um, working in concert dance, like being a dance company and I don't know, doing Pilates and shit. Um, I haven't done Pilates since I moved here. <laughs> Did you have any theater aspirations? No, I, you know, like, so the cruise ship, it was, it was a year contract and I was on, like we went to 50 countries. It was like really right. cool, but that was a very uh, commercial gig mm-hmm. where we're, we were putting on, you know, like a cruise ship show. You've all seen them, like, um, so it was very, like I had to sing, I was Elvis on the ship. I just sing Love Me Tender and Jailhouse Rock. Um, and like go through the audience and swoon the old ladies. <laughs> I'm sure they love that. They absolutely did. Um, I was the sexiest Korean Elvis they ever saw. Um, <laughs> but it's because it was so commercial and like I've done theater, like it's like, Part of me really loves it. Like I, you know, like don't ever tell anybody. I say on a podcast that's being recorded. Um, but like I do. Like I, as much as I danced, like theater was a part of my life since I was ten too. Um, I was Charlie Brown when I was ten, and you're a good man, Charlie Brown. So you would be. You would be. I yeah, I was. I'm a big mopey butthole. Um, but yeah, so like I guess because I I didn't love my experience doing those kinds of shows on the cruise ship. And I didn't feel artistically uh, fulfilled. So I didn't um, really want to do commercial theater work. Sure. If there was an opportunity to marry acting and drag, would you take it? I feel like I kind of do it. Yeah, I I, I genuinely love it. I, I honestly would rather marry, I had this conversation yesterday with Elise maybe dead yesterday two days ago i don't know it's all a blur i'm hungover <laughs> um but i um i want to marry dance and drag like i want to yeah. do like a dance company because there are so many drag queens that are out there that like have serious dance training you Absolutely. know like boudoir pixie me brenda like all these people that like like brenda dance for hubbard street like that is mm-hmm. such an elite freaking dance company like i almost moved to chicago to dance for hubbard street like that was gonna be my like track um so i um don't remember what i was saying oh i want to i want to like showcase that or i want to take dancers and actually put them into beautiful drag not some like butt ugly drag that like they throw on a lash and some chunky oatmeal eyebrows like yeah i think that there's so much like art and expression in drag and i feel like there aren't many places to showcase my dance and my drag that isn't just like a cooter slam and a quadruple pirouette. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I want to like make art with a statement and not have it be like just, you know, throwing my body into the ground and like, wow, it's a 200 pound man that just did a quadruple into a split. Like I'm so wowed. Like I want to do that. on. That That sounds awesome. I think there's definitely a market for it. And now with this new, world of entertainment why not start it and get it ready for when the world opens up again yeah right uh, and then once you're all like um solidified and everything i'll i'll produce a show called dancing with the drag queens you can um we'll do ballroom yeah i want some kind of like company name that sounds just like you know like concert dance like palabolin yeah. and like you know like i want it to sound 
really, yeah. really legit. I want to be taken seriously. Like, I want it to be like a serious thing, not just like, oh my god, look, these cooter slamming drag queens are coming out and doing a lyrical number. Like, it's right. like, you know, I don't know. I, I think that. it'd be kind of fun. I think it'd be cool. For me, it would feel like creatively good. Yeah. So, when did drag enter your life? I'm excited to hear your answer to this. I guess it was like it, she trickled in. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like she didn't like just like pop in and slap me in the face. I, when I was on, um, when I was in Tampa rehearsing for the um, cruise ship, this was right after I graduated college. I ended up at one of my first drag shows at Southern Nights. It was Roxy Andrews. Yeah. And um, I was like, wow, this is fun, but I was making out with a go-go boy, so I kind of didn't care. <laughs> so she trickled in. I was like, everyone was like, oh my God, it's Roxy. And I was like, okay. And I was like, it was fun. It was great. Um, she looked stunning from what I could tell, but I didn't know shit. So then I, um, so when I went on the ship, we like, we would have these sea days because we went to 50 countries. So we would have like four or five sea days at a time between like Hawaii and Tahiti or like, right. you know, like Tahiti to fucking Thailand in Indonesia. Um, so all we would do is we had, we just had hard drives full of, each of us had like different things on our hard drive. So we would just kind of like rotate them around the cast and we would watch just whatever people had. And one of my friends had Drag Race and she's like, you need to watch Drag Race. And I was like, okay, fine. Well, what else am I doing? You know? And I think she had, she had seasons five and six, which are probably the best seasons. So like, yeah, that's very, very fair to say. Like it was, they were perfect. Um, so I watched them and I was like, oh, this is what drag race is. This is what drag is. I think I could really fucks with this because, you know, I was like looking at a list of Edwards and I was like, I love this and I could totally do this. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not shitting on her talent being like, oh, well, I can come in and like be better than her. I was just like, oh, this is something that I could like, I could finesse and like, it absolutely, looks absolutely. And it looks like something that's what I was drawn to it because it was, I could curate every aspect of that character i wasn't just reproducing what a director told me on stage for nine months like i could you know i make my own costume i don't make them but like you know i costume myself and i do my own makeup and i make my own mixes and it's just like you can just add and like layer all these creative things on top of it to create this performance that's like totally yours um and then we got to see some drag shows in like thailand and i got to see like the most stunning freaking drag queens in the freaking world um literally just like the most beautiful women and then um yeah when i moved to the city i moved to jersey city first i like subletted there for a couple months and before i started working at lululemon and then um and then i would just like would practice my makeup in my bedroom and just like like didn't post it anywhere because i was butt fucking ugly but i um yeah, with listen to his album and just like practice because I was like, I want to try this. I felt like if I like wanted to do drag, like I, that's how I always feel about things. Like for me, it's like if I'm gonna try something, I'm gonna like go for it. I'm not gonna like half-ass try and then be like, oh, I didn't like that. Like I wanted to like fully like you know like dive into drag or dive into the concert dance or like you know like I went right. on auditions, I did everything, and I was like, this is like not my scene. This is not what I really want to be doing. Um, like I wasn't really being paid well for these like crazy rehearsals in the ass crack of Brooklyn and like I don't know that kind of it just wasn't it just wasn't my scene so like I um 
I just started playing with drag, and then I just like went full throttle and did the competition at the West End, and um, I haven't stopped. Yeah, I mean, you are someone that I actually literally watched your start yeah. in drag. Yeah, like, you've been I was from there the from the beginning. Oh God, the beginning. Yeah, yeah I mean, it... I I was there that first time you were in in drag. I know. I would listen and guess what you saw me and that was butt ugly could you imagine me six months beforehand <laughs> like oh my god i remember like i asked my friends who like does makeup in jersey like she was like we danced together my entire life and i was like hey like it was i was like i don't know i feel like it's you know it was like 2017 and it was like you know like people, like coming out that needs to happen i feel like right. i don't think i need to sit down with my friends and family and like cry to them and tell them about how I'm gay. You know, like, that's none of their fucking business, and, like, if I want to suck a dick, I can suck a dick. So, like, it just was, like, it just organically, like, came out. Obviously, I was doing drag. I'm not straight, you know? like <laughs> True. But, um, so I asked my friend, I was just like, hey, like, can you... I didn't... I'd never touched makeup in my life. Like, I'd never um, before starting to play with drag, like, I've never picked up a makeup brush, or, like, maybe I did, but it was, like, eyeliner and, like, base foundation for the sh for a show you know like right. which i probably sweat off in the first five minutes anyway because the bitch didn't know how to set her face <laughs> um and yeah so i asked her to bring me to target and just like get me like everything that i would potentially need because i didn't know what the fuck a concealer was i didn't know how to match my colors i didn't know what sure you know, these things that i all needed and so like 200 dollars at target later we just got everything that i needed and like she sat down and painted my face and she did as good a job as somebody who has never touched a drag queen could do Fair. Now, is yeah. that photo available somewhere, or is that going to be hidden in the archives forever? It'll probably be, like, my, like, when I get on a drag race, and, like, <laughs> you know, like, they <laughs> yeah. killed them their first photo in drag during the, um, that first interview. Yeah. Yeah. That'll probably be when she'll make an appearance. It'll be one of those, like, when I'm, like, stunning with, like, 100,000 followers, I'll be like, oh my god, guys, it gets better. <laughs> Transformation. But, like, look how great I look now. <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe Petty in three words? In three words? Three words. Stupid fupa splits. Okay, yeah, that, that checks out. All right. <laughs> what is the origin story of your drag name and persona? And then I have a follow-up question uh, from our, one of your fans, Harry Legrande. How do you feel... Thing about the name change a year after? Ooh, oh, that's a good question. Okay, come on, Harry. Um, let's get Harry. Um, I, so, because my, my, so my grandmother's Korean mm -hmm. and my mom is Irish. And I always found that like, I loved the drama within my Korean and Irish like family. Like my mom like only talks to half of her brothers and sisters like my grandmother like keeps track of everything and i found it just like <laughs> so petty it would be like oh what well, and and Chumnik came to the um came to the uh uh, uh my grandson's graduation party and only gave a hundred dollars instead of like 400 and like she would keep on and hold on to that forever and then like she would know that for when she went to her grandchild's uh, graduation party like, like stuff like that to be like oh well she doesn't like my husband so she's not coming to my wedding and like it's just that kind of like crazy like petty <laughs> shit. i just knew i wanted to be called petty like it's just like i just thought it was funny and i thought it was like a 
I don't know, like it was a name that I wanted to be called. Like it was like something I was like, if somebody calls you petty, it's kind of like, all right, like yeah, yeah. Or petty bitch. Like there's something like so powerful in being petty and like that feeling of just like, fuck, like fuck you, I don't care. Like yeah, I don't know. I just I love it. Um, petty and messy are different things. You can be petty, absolutely super sloppy. Um, but so I guess I I knew petty was gonna be the name and. Petty Cake wasn't even the original name. Like, when I first um, sent my, like, it wasn't an application. I just told Marty I wanted to do the pageant. And when I told <laughs> Marty, and I was like, Marty, um, put my name in as Petty Boop. I was going to be Petty Boop. And then, like, a week later, I was like, no. <laughs> that's not right. It, it was too cutesy. Like, it's a great yeah. name. Um, but it's cutesy. So I was like, all right, that's not, like, my vibe. I don't ever do, I don't ever plan on looking like Betty Boop, you know? So, right. Um, and then that's where Petty Cake was born. Because I was like, oh, that's kind of fun, you know? Um, but then as it, like, went on, there was something about Cake that still felt, like, a little too cute for what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I also hated when people called me Patty or when people called me Petty Cakes. Yeah. Like, I was just one. I don't know why it set me off, but it always did. And it was like, what, like, what is a brand-new drag queen going to do to, like, constantly correct people announcing her name wrong? Like, right. I was just like sick of it. So then last summer on Fire Island, I was, I competed in Miss Fire Island and Tina Burner was there. And Tina was like, come do my show at Cherry's. I was like, okay. So I like bopped in and like did a bunch of numbers at her show, but Alaska was in the audience. And so Alaska came up to me and was like, girl. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Um, and she's like, I don't ever say this to people, but I think that you should change your name to Petty Cash. And I was like, hmm. I like thought about it because Petty Cash was also like on the like it was, it was high on the list with Petty Cake, you know, like it was Petty Cake, it was Pe- Petty Boop and Petty Cash were like kind of top runner for top three. Yeah. Um and I just I don't know, when she said it, it kinda just like validated that name for me that was already on the list. Um and then I think a couple days later I was like, Yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. Look, yeah, it, it, everyone, it, it cool. set everyone off. We're like, what? Name change? And then heard it was Alaska who did it. We're like, okay, makes sense. You Honestly, know. I was like, yeah, like, it was just like, it just, and it feels better. I like it. I found that, like, Petty Cash is very, like, people don't get my name wrong anymore. People, right. um, they remember my name. It's branding. All My brand is now just a dollar sign, and it's perfect. Like, right. there's S in my name, so I'll just throw a dollar sign and make it look fancy. Like, you know, like. Petty cash is just better. I don't know. I like it. I'm very happy with it. Um, it's better than my other option, which is pedophilia. So. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> How long does it take to transform into petty? Depends. Um, <laughs> depends on what I'm inundating my body with. Um, no, like, it, I am a firm believer. Like, I, you know, I appreciate a girl that can, like, beat her face in, like, 30 minutes. Like, congrats. Yeah. But most times it looks like you put your makeup on in 30 minutes. I like to sit and take my time. It's like, what else am I doing? I love putting on makeup. So it's like, why wouldn't I sit and take my time and put on my makeup? Yeah. So I really take like, I always say that, but I still end up doing it in like an hour and 15. Like that's me sitting, taking my time, like with a glass of wine or three or five, like. um, Do you have any favorite products that you use? Favorite products? Let's get you some sponsorship. Some sponsorship. 
Well, I yeah, I mean, I use Kryolan Stick Foundations. I use literally all the basics. That Cody setting powder, she's brilliant. Actually, my favorite product I, is it's the MAC um, full coverage uh, foundation, like the powder. Mm-hmm. And it's like a little compact. And like my eight, like mid-show, I'll just have it off to the side of stage and I can just like pack it into my mustache and I'm a woman again. Like, maybe <laughs> more turned me into turn me on to that. And I was like, oh, this is this is lit. Um, what else do I like? I really like Sephora brand lipsticks. The liquid okay. lipsticks are great. And oh yeah, well you know like in in June when like all the Black Lives Matter um, when all that stuff kind of blew up, I you know I I I I took a look around and I feel like everybody kind of did and I was like all right like what am I like working with here like you know like I don't really use the Jeffree Star palettes but like look at what I ended up supporting you know so it's like right. I. I like I like kind of flipped and I like tried to like fill my like fill my makeup case with much more um, like black owned beauty brands. So like Juvia's place, their palettes are stunning. Like I have this fancy highlighter that I am obsessed with. Um, so it's just like I'm just trying to you know like little <laughs> and now I'm poor. So like I would love to support <laughs> black owned beauty brands, but I can't even support any beauty brands. So I hope they don't feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> Who are some of the first people that helped you out on your drag journey? Well, I mean, you did. You were the, um, I mean, you're the reason that I started that competition. Like you were like the connect into that. Um, and I definitely bounced a lot of ideas off of you. Yeah. Um, many, many late nights. Um, who else helped me out? Honestly, my roommates were great. Like mm-hmm. when I said I wanted to do drag, like I was living in Harlem, I had three roommates and they were so excited. The first time I got into drag, it was it, the first time I got in a drag was the first competition. Right. Not the first, like, like my like petty cakes. That was air quotes. I realize it's a podcast, so you can't see them. But <laughs> petty cakes debut was like supported by my roommates. Like they were pinning my wig in. Yeah. They were like, fixing me and shushing me like any good stage mom. Um, and I made like forty bucks during my first number, which was like really great. Yeah, and they, and they were there for you at, on basically every freaking week. You had your support team cheering you on. That's right. You know, Lululemon was good for one thing, and that was getting those white girls to come to <laughs> shows. And they drank. Yes, they did. Thank you. That's yes, they did. Up twice. Well, let, let let's talk about that a little bit. You're not a circuit competition queen, but you did nope. participate in season five and All Stars one of the Ultimate Drag Pageant. What was that experience like for you? I, for me going into the pageants, it was my intro into drag. So I went in literally with nothing. So each week I would go out and I'd like thrift shop and find. So I was still developing like Petty. Like who was Petty and what does she want to do and say and wear and look like and like, you know, like trying to find the right wigs. Like, a girl was still wearing hard fronts. Like, um, I didn't, you know, like, it's, you don't think about, like, how you have to, like, completely, like, you learn how to dress yourself. You know mm-hmm. what, like, what t-shirts you like, what you don't. Like, when you become a brand new character, you have to figure out what that person likes and doesn't like. Sure. So I, I used the first season of that pageant to do that. Like, that was my, like, okay, like, I'm, um, I, I just need to figure shit out. Like, I, 
and it was great like after like it was in my mind it was like okay i have a place to perform for eight nine weeks it was that <laughs> marty was like you want to do an extra week and we we're all like sure the <laughs> time bitch um to my fucking like credit card that's still maxed out um but i yeah so i like went in without nothing i didn't have any numbers i didn't have any anything so it really just like gave me the opportunity to develop and figure shit out like i still do numbers from even the first season my yeah. selena numbers there um the petty mix i do almost every show like mm -hmm. it it i i don't know it was a great and it was it was a safe space like marty you know like say what you want whatever but like marty does a really great job or at least during our seasons of like making sure that like you know you're not being heckled by the audience you can kind of like try out new things that can be experimental it was it was not something i went in expecting to win it was something i went in expecting to like figure out for myself yeah that one i went in expecting to win yeah but, i mean you you are the ultimate runner-up um I'm the, okay thank you i'm the ultimate runner-up and like both my winners left all three of the winners that i competed against left we don't speak of christina ashton anymore but like right. i like <laughs> There should be titles that I should be holding that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that we, we see in reality TV, not always the winner is the one who's going to be the big star of the future. It's sometimes the runner-up. Um, uh, and, honest, and, honestly, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're like the Adam Lambert of um, oh, the drag scene. But, yeah, I, what do you have any fond memories of the competition or any favorite numbers? Honestly, I met some really incredible people, like... Like, people that I still, like, to this day hang out with. Harriola was at my apartment two days ago. Like, Chola I just brought out to um, Fire Island. Like, I I just, it was, I think that everybody in my seasons, both of them, were very, we were all very much in a very similar space where we sure. were all incredibly talented and we were still just developing and, like, supportive of one another. And, um... On, yeah, I would say, I don't think there was, there was one single person maybe, but like most of them I really genuinely like liked and still talk to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I do, I have good feelings on that. I feel like I like was able to pull out some like really cool stuff for that like tiny little ass backstage room for like <laughs> a competition that really, you know, favors uh, like Broadway and like can't right. be dragged, you know, like. I didn't know that going in. I, I don't know what drag, there were various styles and types and, you know, like different things you could do. So it was like, I felt proud for what I could represent it as a dancing queen who like couldn't even fit to do a split on the stage right. to have been able to pull something out that, you know, kind of like held up next to the girls who did the numbers that the competition won. Yeah, I mean, that, that competition really showed people that you are a fierce competitor who has a secret talent of tap that really up until that point, you never really saw in drag in the New York scene. And that really, you. you did a bunch of numbers with that. I did. And you know what? I, it's something I wish I did more now, but <laughs> A, I'm out of shape and B, I like. Incorporate I, I into just, your dance troupe. Yeah. Well, that's it. I would like to, but yeah, the thing is, it's just like, you know, there's only so much tapping. It's not like, a practical thing to bring to a weekly show. Right. Like, you could throw your tap shoes on, but, like, then you have your tap shoes on for the entire set. You know, like, there's no, like, opportunity to shoe change. And, you know, 
Unless you have a guest. Unless there's a microphone aimed at your feet or you're on a hollow stage like Albatross, you're just, no one's going to hear you. So you just look like you're stiffing awkwardly. And I don't, like, the shoes aren't, like, very, like, durable to be dancing on concrete floors. I'm not going to destroy them just for some stupid bar. Like, it's just, I wish, like, I thought I'd, you know, try to incorporate it more, but I didn't. I think I will. That's yeah, my, there's still time. That's my goal now. I'm going to do that. Is there a New York City drag queen that you've yet to work with as on your dream list? Hmm. Honestly, I have not done a number with Wooch and Kimmy, and I want to so bad. Yeah. Like, I you've done shows for, with I've them, but... With, yeah, I've done shows with them, and they're super fun. Like, I love them. And, like, they are, like the most incredible they've like accepted me into this little assassin family and like they i like they they, they'll book me like you know it's just like it's cool like you know they just like they brought me in and they were like you know we um i can't make my brunch in jersey city can you come do 626 can you come fill in at hardware for me like i got to work in hell's kitchen and like i started to develop myself there like it was just like and then at pieces i performed there for the first time like they brought me to spaces to perform for the first time like that i've never had before yeah so but that being said i wanted to i want to do a number with them they got so many kick-ass numbers like i can learn one of them yeah or maybe a new one find 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 a good artist to do with them yeah we just gotta we we work at competing bars now on the island it's, that's so there's true nowhere for us to do it right now <laughs> well but, let, um, let, let's let's talk about it you are spending your summer on the gay getaway known as fire island mm-hmm. um tell us about cash me outside at ice palace yeah okay a, can we just appreciate the freaking name? Because I was really impressed with that uh, pun. Um, yeah, very good. Catch me outside, now inside on the stage. Um, <laughs> this show was just, it's just, you know, everybody's it's so, like, I'm so lucky to be able to be doing live drag right now. Nobody, like, how many drag queens in the United States right now, in the city even, like, right. are able to go out and perform live? Like, it is yeah. so rare. There's so few spaces that are, like, legally allowed to do it. And for right. me to be able to do it weekly, um, I mean, I, like, my, like, I set a soft goal. I set, like, these, like, soft goals for myself, like, throughout drag. Like, I don't set this, like, crazy timeline that I have to be working at a weekly show in Hell's Kitchen or whatever. Like, all I wanted when I started started drag was to belly flop in that pool at the Ice Palace. <laughs> And I, that's what I wanted. And then I did it last summer, and that was great. And then they booked me, and it was just, like, it was so beyond what I, like, you know, expected. And, like, I just was so excited. Like, I wanted yeah. to work on Fire Island. Like, it was, like, I, I went out for so many guest bookings and just, you know, whatever. Yeah, how, how, how did you get involved into the Fire Island family? Um, Brenda brought me out for the first time because she and Androgyny last year brought in, like, a weekly guest. Right. So she brought me out once. It went really well. And then she brought me out again. Um, and yeah, it was just really great. Kimmy brought me out. Um, then I competed for Miss Fire Island, won most popular. Um, and if you're Miss most popular, you have to be brought back next year. Right? Um, it doesn't happen to every most popular, though. Let's be honest. <laughs> let's be real here. Like, a bitch earned it. Um, but no, it was honestly, it was just so cool. And I just. When they brought me back this season, it's just like, I was like, wow, that's so great. Like, I was going to, um, my slot is 8 p.m. at the Ice Palace. Like, I was going to open up for the for the underwear show. Um, the underwear underwear show. Oh, my God. Underwear party. Um, 
and it was gonna be like that's like one of their busiest nights like they literally gave me like a friday night show at the ice palace like i i thought i would have started out on like a tuesday or something you right. know um but then covid hit <laughs> right. and so like it was just you know like it was so up in the air we didn't know i was supposed to start in um april april 15th was my start date and then yeah everything got pushed back yeah i got pushed back to the 4th of july but i got to start and that's all that matters and um it's really great the the staff there was like so welcoming and like the show has just been going it's been growing and growing and growing and like i just been able to you know like i there were so many people that i wanted to work with like all the guests that i booked like katrina uh juicy um hibiscus lola like all of these like great drag queens and then all the other ones that i didn't name you're still great drag queens i just didn't want to go through the entire list right now <laughs> my god i'm gonna get a bitter text from jacks like i always do um and i but like it was really cool to finally be able to like offer them something that was like hey like i have i have this show like it has a good booking fee like you'll be able to come and make good money like most of them have never performed on fire island like right i wanted to really bring out like these guests that have never been out there but also like showcase different kinds of drag that like fire island might not see right or different kinds of queens you know like there aren't many Asian queens working out there. There aren't many black queens working out there. Like, I mean, you got Brenda, you have Pixie, you've got like people that are like, you know, people of color, but I really wanted to like, I don't know, like use, use my platform, you know, but like to like bring in people that like I could help out. And like, yeah. also they're like fierce and like really fun to hang out with because we got to share a room. So like, <laughs> they gotta, we gotta deal with each other and we have to poop in front of each other. So. What is it like to perform live in this new age of performance? Ugh, I hate it. I love performing live. It's great. It's gotten better. And it was, it started out really stressful, especially with, um, I won't name names, but like a lot of drag queens, like, you know, putting other drag queens on blast or like putting various events or things happening on the island on blast, you know, so like, there were like a lot of times where like you could be doing a show and like somebody could take a picture at the wrong moment. And it's just like one picture of you, like not wearing your mask too close to somebody could right. literally shut the bar down or, yeah. you know, like cancel you as a drag queen. And I just think that it, there was so much that I was um, just nervous about just mm -hmm. trying to like get used to it. And so much of my drag is very in your space. Yeah. I smell great. But like, I just like, I don't know. Like I, you know, You're like- You're an interactive I, I, queen. I'm interactive. I break the fourth wall. Like they're, I destroyed it. Um, but how oh, my ear is bleeding. Um, so it, there was a lot of like my own show that I had to kind of like finesse and rework because you can't just like do a number and walk around and collect tips. Like you can't get that close to me. Right. Um, I've gone through like many different kinds of face shields. Like there's the kinds, you know, that like wrap around the back of your head. I hate those. Mm -hmm. They don't stay on my head because my hair is, you know, there. Um, there's the kind that are the glasses that you put on that are, like, fine. They're the second best, but you get those little, like, dots on your nose. Yeah. And then the one I finally have landed on, it goes around my neck and then, like, flips up in my face and doesn't okay. touch me. And it's, like, cool. Like, now we've, like, found our, like, groove. And, like, I can throw that shit on my neck and then I can walk around and collect tips. And it's, like, it's fine. Everybody, like, we figured it out. It's... it's <laughs> The, like the the joke too is that it has rained every single Friday for my Cash Me Outside show, like <laughs> without fail. The one weekend it didn't rain, like the bar was closed because they needed to like 
finesse their like food serving right situation what are the secrets to keeping the face on from the weather and when you do a pool show from the pool jesus <laughs> um, no i uh, so like alco makes this like amazing product called stop the sweat do you know this okay. shit i don't know it okay so it's like a primer and you literally like it's super super wet like it's like a liquid you can just like pour it out in your hands and you like splash it on your face and it burns and you just like let it sit and dry and it literally creates a layer and like clogs every single pore on your face and you can like i don't use it every time and i don't use it all over like i'll use it on my mustache and my like forehead those are my like sweaty bits um and then you just put your makeup on top of it and you stay like the worst part is painting your face backstage because there is no air conditioning so it's like that's been like you ask me how long it takes to get ready fire island takes me three hours because i need to like put on a layer of tights and then take 10 minutes to stop sweating and then put on the next layer and then wait again and then the next layer like it's, do, do you bring a fan with you? Do I bring a fan? Yeah, I have I have two that just live down there. There's like one of those Beyonce paint drying fans blowing right. at my face the entire time I'm doing my makeup. Um, there's like overhead fans. Like we're doing everything we can just to keep my fucking face on. Um, and it still wipes off. Like absolutely. Do you ever see a picture of me after a show on Fire Island? Nope. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It's It's honestly, it's fine. I was surprised at like jumping in the pool like does not take your makeup off the way you think it would if i i'm so surprised at it oh and krylon the the aerosol krylon setting spray that shit is like that cements the makeup in good and prosade i since i've prosaded my brows i don't gotta worry about them it's just my mustache now <laughs> so we're gonna play a game called this or that Uh-oh. i'm gonna give you two options you're gonna tell me what you prefer okay all right no. we're gonna start I off i like this oh it's gonna be so much fun <laughs> We're gonna start off with mild or spicy. Spicy. Paper or plastic. I hate paper straws. <laughs> I'm just plastic because I want to kill every turtle. Debit or credit. Um, credit because I don't gotta think about it for a minute. Xbox or PlayStation. PlayStation. Netflix or Hulu. Ow. <laughs> how could you I guess Hulu because it has all the real housewives on it that's fair okay Marvel or DC I really don't care beach or pool pool summer or winter but not a public pool um, <laughs> honestly winter New York or New Jersey not New Jersey <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna go behind the music. What is your signature number in your opinion and how did it become your signature number? Ooh, I love it. Okay. Cause I think you have like multiple options here. I Which do. not many queens can say. I know, I do. And it's really cool like that I've gotten to a point where people will come to my show and be like, oh, Petty's doing the breathing number where she just says breathing for five minutes straight. Um, but I think, honestly, I think my signature number would be my, um, and the one that I'm probably proudest of is the, I have a, it's the number, I call it my FUPA mix, but it's like the, um, it's got Just Libby, who is the, she's the Instagram 
girl that was yeah. like she's a motivational speaker you are the motherfucking shit you are great um and it's got that and it's got lizzo and um nikki but it's mm-hmm. just like i feel like what it is for me is like i think that drag right now especially working on fire island in a in a place that's not exactly like the most body positive like I wouldn't call queer culture very body positive. Not at all. <laughs> um, and I think that it, like, that mix for me is something that I, like, I use for myself and I think about it and I'm like, okay, like, in my head, I'm like, Lizzo, Lizzo can be proud of the way she looks and, like, how she does things. So, like, I should be too. Um, and that's what that mix does. It, like, it talks about fupas and, like, you know, like, I'll grab my fupa. Like, I, that's what I kind of want to, like, like, say with that number. I want it yeah. to, like, I want people to be like, yeah, like I'm sitting down, I have a food, but not a six pack and that's okay. And like, yeah. look at this like drag queen clown mascot creature, like running around and throwing themselves on the floor, doing the splits to milkshake and like shaking their fupa, but also looking fucking fabulous. So like, I don't know. That's my like go-to. That's the one that people ask to buy from me a lot. Nice. Where do you find your inspiration when you create mixes? Is it the number first or is, is it the um, clip? How, how, how does your process work? Each one's different. Like, like another one that people always ask for is my motivation number. And yes. like, I was like, I'm obsessed with the song. Like, I just want to make a song about it. I yeah. was like, okay, well, motivation. Like, you need motivation to work out. So then I right. started looking up workouts and then I found something about like, working out and queefing and i was like okay there we go like you queef when you work out like that's that was that track um but then something like the petty mix that i made first was that was my first mix i made it was like okay let me just find songs about being petty like so smell your dick like great perfect that's a petty ass song um or like actually okay another one that like my is my go-to is my cookie monster mix and i was like okay i want to make a nikki mix and every time i heard um every time i heard good form and she, mm-hmm. uh, I tell them eat that cookie because it's good for him. I'm like, oh my god! Like literally, Cookie Monster. There are so many um, references <laughs> to like monsters or cookies or like even the shit that Cookie Monster says. I'm obsessed with him. So yeah. I don't know. I also I think that I just get stoned and figure and just it, I just am struck with gold. Yeah, I mean, I what you know, one of my favorite numbers of yours. I have a bad case of diarrhea. Oh my god, that one was wild. That one, I was like, I want to do, I want to do K-pop, and it was for um, the superhero theme of UDP. That yeah. was the reason that I did it, and I found this like K-pop superhero song, and I was like, okay. And then my favorite video is that Wasabi Woman. <laughs> um, like literally, just everybody needs to YouTube watch that because it's incredible. But Wasabi Woman, and I was like, this literally just works out. And then like the um, when they when the when they teach Japanese people that only speak Japanese, they're like, like it's an English instructional video. And like, they're teaching this person to speak English, but they're teaching them to say, I have a bad case of diarrhea. <laughs> and then the girls all come out and do their like little dance. Have you ever seen that original video? No, I have not. Oh my God. I'm going to send that to you. It's in, it's just hysterical. I just yeah. like, I love YouTube and being stupid. It's like, I always felt that like drag is like this, like, like you're a clown in like the best way possible. Like, Clowns are made, they're like, they're there to like, they throw on ha- like a makeup and a wig and they like get in front of people and they just like make kids laugh. Like there's like, mm-hmm. like that is just like the sole purpose of a clown is to just entertain and like make them happy. And I just yeah. feel like that's what, it, like drag is just this like super nuanced, like form of clowning. Sure. For me, 
in a way. And I mean that with so much respect. I know so many clowns, like people that like, study it and like do circus. Yeah. Like it's just so like, I love it. Is there a number of yours that you wish people would stop requesting? I always just get so tired at the end of the show. I literally, I, yeah, I just like, what is it? What am I trying to think? I have to look through my numbers here. There's, oh, my Britney mix. I love Britney and I love my Britney mix, but they always ask for it as I'm like on the floor heaving. So <laughs> I can't get up. It's like, they're like, I try to like space out my mixes. Like I'll throw my Kermit the Frog mix in there. So it's like, I can just stand there and park and bark. And like, you right. know, like gotta like be, smart but like people just want to see you dance and like you know twirl around like a circus monkey so like that's if the they throw a 50 dollars bill at you then you're like okay final dance honestly there's a price for everything exactly. <laughs> and like it's fine like it'll just go towards my like next like albuterol inhaler after this <laughs> so we're gonna play the cameo game show if you're not familiar with the website cameo you can book a celebrity to record a message for you or a loved one for a small price but each celebrity has a different cost. In this game, you have to guess who costs more. Oh, you which, oh you're gonna you're gonna give me two celebrity names, yep. and I'm gonna pick the one that's more expensive. Yes. Oh God. All right, we're gonna start off with two Nickelodeon kids, either Drake Bell or James Maslow. I'm just gonna say Drake Bell because I don't know who the other guy is. James Maslow was on Big Time Rush. Oh, which was he the hot? Well, he was the hot, the, the hot brunette. Oh, with the swoopy hair. Yeah, yeah, the one that was like, I used to be a fat kid. Mm -hmm. Um, is cameo where they wear? It's just a recorded messages, yep. or is it a video? It's a video. Are they naked? No, I mean, okay. I'm sure. If you I was going to say it. because I'm sure that I'd pay like good money to see Drake Bell naked. Um, <laughs> I'm going to see Drake Bell. Drake Bell is $107. James Maslow is 99. $107, that's it? That's it. Damn, he's falling far. Go ahead. <laughs> Next we have Gloria Gaynor or Shaka Khan. Oh. I'm going to say Shaka. Yep, Shaka Khan is 600 Gloria Gaynor is 500 Okay. That, Next, close, yeah. Yeah. Next we have Snoop Dogg or Flava Flav. Snoop Dogg. Yep, seven fifty for Snoop Dogg, two fifty for Flavor Flav. I was gonna say Flavor Flav, but honestly, Snoop Dogg is just the most incredible freaking creature to walk this earth. I right. With him. Next, we have Big Frida or Alex Newell. I like Big Frida. Yep, Big Frida is two hundred. Alex Newell is one fifty. Hey. Next, we have Christina Milian or Maya. Christina. Christina Milian is 149. Maya is 150. See, that's some shady shit. You threw <laughs> that shit in there on purpose. I literally was watching the lumbers or like the, the music video last night. <laughs> Next, Brooklyn Heights or Trinity the Tuck? I'm going to say Brooklyn because I think people like her more. Actually, it's a tie. $100 for both of them. Next is Detox or Roxy Andrews? Detox. Yep, Detox is 100. Roxy is 75. I was gonna say, I bet Roxy wishes hers was more expensive, but she needs <laughs> yeah, to probably. And she needs to make it clear. Next is Laganja Stranja or Gia Gunn. Does anybody really pay to listen to Gia Gunn? We're gonna say Laganja, just for the sake of like her not canceling COVID. Laganja is 35, Gia Gunn is 55. You know what? I should have said that because Gia 
She was on that Mexican uh, show. She was on the, um, she was on All Stars. Like she's kind of done a little bit more, even if she's just wilded out. And finally, how much can you get a Marty Gold Cummings cameo for? 50 cents. <laughs> $20, $20 for a Marty cameo. Oh. And everyone go, go buy one. Go buy one, $20.50. <laughs> Why is drag important to the community? I think it's important, I think, because like we're sort of these, um, these, these mascots, these, uh, we're like mascots of like queer liberation. Like we sit up, we get on stage and we're like, we are just like the spokespeople for our community. Like we're, we have this platform within this community to be able to like step forward and like create this safe space for people to come in. I've always like felt that way about my shows. It was like, regardless of like what, like who you make out with and suck and fuck and do whatever you want to do. Like you walk into this bar, you create the safe space. Like yeah. you respect everybody around it. And I feel like that's kind of our job as drag queens to like maintain that and like keep spreading that kind of energy, I would say. And world peace. <laughs> How important is social media in the drag scene today? Um, I think it's important. I think that like there have been a bunch of like people that go to book me that ask me, you know, how many followers do you have? Which I'm very close to 3000. Can we just say that Petty Cash NYC, P-E-T-T-I-C-A-S-H-N-Y-C is very close to 3000. That's also my Venmo. Um, I get paid for this shit, right? <laughs> um <laughs> no i um i think it's important i think it's fun for me i think it's not something i don't think it's gonna make him break you i think that like you know you can look really stunning and not put on a show you know like right. my my it's where you want to focus your energy my focus is on my live performance like yeah i'll take a great photo and like i'm trying to build my instagram and like look better and you know the whole bullshit but like it's like if you if you can't build a following of people that want to come to your show, like, exactly. look at how many, like there's so many big queens out there that like, they're not like Katya is not like an Instagram girl. You see the crazy shit she posts, you right. know, like Katya's out there, like making her own, like her own content the way that she wants to. So I don't think it'll make or break you, but I, I do think that you need to kind of have some kind of like presence. Absolutely. Where do you see the state of drag in five years? Definitely not wearing masks anymore. Let's um, hope. I fucking hope so. I think honestly, well, I mean, I think that I see, I see RuPaul's Drag Race being more accepting of non-binary people in the future. You know, I like in my head what I would hope would be that like Drag Race would be a place where you know somebody who is trans or somebody who's not strictly cisgendered male would be like welcomed onto the show. I like mm -hmm. I think that like I see that I see I see Dragula is gonna hopefully keep putting out seasons. So like and that like I mean you even saw between season two and three that, that should have blown up. The quality of that show is incredible. So I just I see like hopefully more representation for other forms of drag that aren't like pretty hell's kitchen girls that have a six pack and like look hot out of drag too yeah uh, that's fair 
Also, maybe a motherfucking winner of Drag Race that doesn't have a six-pack either. Like, maybe somebody that actually, like, a, a big girl could win. I would appreciate some kind of big girl to win. Yeah. Go all the way to Thailand to get a big girl to win. I mean, we if, th- if, if certain people didn't do stupid things, we may have had a big girl win this past season. But there. Honestly, I do believe that. I yep. stand by that statement. Yep. Well, speaking of spilling some tea, it's time for tea time. Where you're going to spill some tea, share some stories, say whatever you want about some of your favorite sisters, friends, colleagues, people who spend time in your apartment. We'll see what we got. Huh. Oh, no. I bet Steven's right outside listening to the door. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start off with the one, the only, Chola Spears. I love that bitch so much. Honestly, Chola is the biggest like cheerleader for her friends like Mm -hmm. she is the biggest ride or die bitch like she will stand by you and like like she's a great ass fucking bitch and she's one of the funniest people i've ever met like i could just like listen to her talk and do her mixes like just all day um and then she'll like just surprise me by like pulling out like full ass choreography and then singing live and i'm like god you literally can do everything i hate you and she's been looking really great yeah um also, you should buy her joint wrappers because that's her work right now, and I love them. I literally pull out my Chola Spears, like, rolling papers, and they're great. That's so good. Next, we have Ms. Diamond Wigfall. Oh, I love her. I'm sad that she left the city, but I feel like everybody's got to do what they got to do in this pandemic, and, like, I'm not I'm not the kind of person to sit here and judge the people that had to leave, and, like, I right. hate that shit. Like, fucking mind your business. Um... I think she's fabulous. I think she's great. I love what she, um, I love what she's doing out in Boston. I think that she's got some like really great like, in Salem. Like she, she's like a, she's thriving out there in her in that drag scene, which is awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I still wear the nail gloves that um, Ansi made me. <laughs> I wore them for my Pokemon video I filmed yesterday. <laughs> nice. Next up, Bambi. Bam, Miss Bambi. Um, I love Miss Bambi. I think she's one of the most talented, beautiful people. Like, she's literally, that. that is a woman. That is stunning. Yeah. That never shows up on time. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 I love her to death. I do. The least reliable bitch. But, <laughs> like, she's incredible. I did, we actually, we did a show together at the West End. We did, John came up to us and was like, hey, can you do, um, can you do a World Pride show this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a Wednesday. The show was Saturday. We oh, didn't God. have anybody show up. Like there was no way we could have promoted. Also, none of us performed there, so we don't have any kind of pull. I'm not dragging right. people from Astoria, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, we had fun. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Harry Grande. Oh, that stinky lady. I work with Harry every Sunday. Like Harry and I have like become really close. I love that bitch. Um, she's so funny. She reminds me, I told her the other day, she reminds me of, like, a bull in a china shop, but, like, socially. <laughs> <laughs> like, that she just comes out. out and says what she wants, yes. but, like, and just, like, picks up the pieces. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know, she's really endearing, and, like, she really just always means well, so it's not that she's saying rude things, but, like, she just says it how it is. I guess that's Long Island. I don't know. <laughs> um, she's good people, though. Yeah. Next, Nicolonoscopy. Ooh, she's pretty. Um, yeah, no, she's great. We, she started, 
the season after me. She's another person that you watched from the yep. beginning, right? Yep. Um, yeah, no, I mean, she's looking stunning. I Her Instagram is, like, lit. I'm here yep. for it. Next up, Vanna Do. Vanna. I, honestly, I love Vanna. I have fun with Vanna. We went to DragCon together one year, and, like, it was me, Vanna, and Aviva, and we had a blast. <laughs> we, like, literally, I was I was kind of, like, sad because DragCon tickets aren't, like, cheap, and we spent, I don't know, four hours just, like, drinking and getting ready at Aviva right. Dickens' place. Um, so we walked into DragCon, like, if it closed at 7, we walked in at 5. Like, yeah. we didn't get to see anything. Um, I only painted half of my face, and they were in, like, full-ass drag. They wanted to, like, come in and, like, make moves. And I was like, I just want to, like, walk around. Like, it's kind of nice to, like, you know, not be a drag queen so often. But, yeah. Um, no, we had fun. I'm, I'm excited. We're doing this Pokemon show coming up, and I think it'll be a fun um, the Pokeball. Yeah, it sounds like a fun time. Ask me to do it. Um, right. Yeah, stupid bitch. We love her. You knew I was going to ask it. Bijou. Oh, I don't know. I, haven't, I, I talked to him. I messaged him on Instagram the other, a couple weeks or months ago. I don't know. It's all a blur. But I was like, oh, my God. There was, because when we were, like, hanging out and I would go to Brooklyn and hang out with him, I would, he was watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I, I've never watched Real Housewives. Right. And, do you, are you a Real Housewives fan? Um, I'm Jersey mostly. Jersey, okay. I love Atlanta, and so for anybody listening, this is. I was watching the episode when um, when uh, Phaedra's husband was going wild and like throwing shit through the garage. Kenya's man like came and like broke into the house and shit. Like it was just like it was a crazy episode, and then I finally hit it. Like I like watched, and then I got into. Um, Real Housewives, like, a year later. Yeah. And, I was, and then I messaged him. I was like, oh, my God, like, I just found the episode of LL. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, she's been looking great and, like, thriving out in L.A., right? Yeah. Yeah, she's been looking great. I'm happy for her. I'm glad that she was able to go out there and, like, find work for herself. You know, like, it's, it's mm-hmm. intimidating to go out and um, start brand new. Exactly. Yeah, it's hard because you start brand new in the city. And, that, I, I feel, you know, in a way, it's almost like you train yourself in New York and you can really go anywhere. Because I it's not as it's never going to be as competitive. No, I honestly do believe that. That's why I wanted to do drag in the city because I was like, listen, if I could do it here, I can take this. Yeah, anyway. absolutely. Like, I'm building a package. I'm so proud of. I feel like I'm like I'm just being refined. You know. Yeah. Next up, we got Jax. Jax. Oh God, what a stupid bitch. Um, I love Jax to death. Jax is the most Gen Z person I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> honestly, like. 50% of what comes out of that bitch's mouth, I don't understand. Like, she speaks in TikTok. <laughs> if it were like um, You're not wrong. But literally one of the most talented and, like... Beyond talented. I get beyond talented. I get really jealous of Jax. <laughs> because Jax is, like, her Instagram game is stunning. Like, that bitch can, like... She pulls together these great looks. Also, like, her suitcase to Fire Island is, like, a quarter the size of mine because she wears, like, a thong and, like, right. looks great. Like, I have, like, four-inch pads and, like, eight pairs of tights and, like, duct tape to pull me together. Next up, Misty Mountains. Oh, Misty. I love Misty. Misty's good people. I'm always so happy to see Misty. Misty, like, Misty's been in my house in Jersey. We've, like, she's hung out in my pool. Um, She comes here. I don't know. I just, like, I love it. Anytime I get a chance to, like, go see their show at Icon, her and Sherry, on a Tuesday, I'll I'll run over and hang out and I'll just like sit there all night and just like, like 
her mixes are like she like I feel like our stupid is very similar. Mm-hmm. Like when she start when she does the bourbon song from Bob's Burgers, it makes me so happy. Yeah. She did that for me. Because I love Bob's Burgers. <laughs> Next up, Boudoir Lafleur. Oh, I love her. I love her so much. That she's honestly like just the realest bitch. Like yes, she is. she's like she's a Leo to a T and she is like she's just like <laughs> she just says like what's on her mind and what it is and it's like you can take it or leave it and there's something so like respectable about that oh I'm popular um like I just like like I just I respect her just like take it or leave it and clearly it's working really well like absolutely entertaining how many glamour wars does that bitch have under her belt like and she just really is like like I don't know, like, she's, like, she's a genuine friend. She's not just somebody that I work with. Like, she's somebody yeah. that, I, like, like we, we, we texted. We FaceTimed over um, the quarantine at the beginning, like, all the assassins did. It was kind of, like, it was cool. It, she's somebody that I'm just, like, she supports me so much more than I feel like I deserve. <laughs> yeah, I got to see Boyd, Boydoir yesterday um, when I went <laughs> to Cherries for food. Um, she was there starting her shift and because I had posted on Instagram I was like to be honest um, I just want to see Boudoir Lafleur because um, well, I knew it was the day she wasn't performing and then all of a sudden we're at Cherry's and she was like where are you here still and I was like yep and then she showed up Aww. no fire uh, tricks though I w- w- missed the fire tricks uh, that, there's enough tricks on fire island <laughs> um, that's the thing is like I just like I love her like there was one time, like, she overheard somebody saying something real shitty about me, like, behind my back, like, they were in the dressing room. She was in there, and she was like, mm-hmm, okay. And then she walked right out, and she's like, girl, we gotta go talk. Somebody just said some shit. We're gonna go smoke a bowl, and I'm gonna spill the tea. Like, uh, she is so fucking loyal. Like, I yeah. just love that bitch. Yeah, I, me too. Next, we have to talk about Kimmy Moore. <laughs> Obviously. And you had to go in that order, too. I see you, you shady bitch. <laughs> um, uh, Kimmy is stunning and incredible, and I love her like love of like music videos like yeah. she is the first person i see to learn the choreography to anything like i like she she knows so much music video choreography and it's like wild to me and i absolutely hate that i hate learning choreography from a video and she just always looks so good doing it and like i'm so i'm like happy that she's so successful yeah and the two of them i think really have managed to like remain humble and like mm-hmm. Like the both of them, honestly, because they, you know, they they bartend and serve at. Yeah. Charities. They're not above being like, okay, it's a quarantine. I'm gonna go serve and like, you know, work and earn a living. Like it's yeah. not like there's no, there's none of that. And I just think that they're like. I think I don't know. I just think that I think that's just such a cool, thing. You know, to absolutely. Be able, like, you know, stay so grounded. Yeah. Next yeah. up. Brenda Darling. Oh, I, Brenda is one of the sweetest people I've ever met. She's like, she's she's just like, she was so great on it the first time. So when I did, when I did Miss West Village, I she was she hosted it. Yep. And I she she saw my number, but it was like okay, like I was a booger queen. It was like, right after it was in between, Ultimate Drag Pageant and All Stars. Right. Like I think it was like the the one week off that they like left. I did the this was village pageant. And I, I got runner up. It was so cool. And like I didn't see Brenda for like 
six months after that. And then I ended up going to industry and I was not in drag and I went out that night and I like went up to Brenda and I was just like, I don't know, like I was gonna like do the whole like, I don't know if you remember me, but and she literally was just like, oh my God, Penny King, what's up? Let's do a shot. She like introduced me to everybody sitting yeah. around her, all the girls at Queen, like without even just like blinking. Like she just has this like steel trap memory and just like this like, it was, just, I don't know, it was just really, uh, that stuck with me. It's like, you, you think of those like positive interactions you have with those people and it's like, you want to like share those and continue those and like give them to other people. Like yeah. that's also about Brenda. And she was the one that like literally brought me to Fire Island for the first time. And then again. Yeah, I mean, I'm still campaigning for her to be your drag mom. Oh, I love that. I would love that. I, I would, I, um, I feel like I'm not, I don't know. I feel like I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, I don't. You don't need it. I don't, yeah. I, I've kind of, not. I'm not saying I figured everything out for myself, but like, if it was gonna happen, it probably would've happened already. Right. I mean, and you also resemble her, one of her besties. Oh my God, I know. I can't like go anywhere without like on me, Logan. Literally, is is it difficult do, being in Fire Island now? Yeah. Now that Logan is no longer there, but you are. Well, okay. Last year it was like last year. I nobody, every single person kept coming up to me. It was like Logan, 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 Logan. And I was like, no, like I'm not. <laughs> and that, that's what we finally met on Fire Island, and um, yeah, we like. It's like it's annoying to the point where like we wear the same shade of Dermal Blend Foundation. We have the same size shoe. We bought the same exact same size shoe from Rainbow. Like it's like like we do very similar things. It's it's just it's kind of crazy that like and I I, I didn't model my drag after Logan. That's not no not at all. It it just kind of like somehow they just like have like fallen together. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Next, let's talk about Elise Navy Dad. Oh, oh, that stupid bitch. I was painting her apartment the other day. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, what? What, what, What's going on there? Listen, I'm here. She said she was going to feed me, and I'm poor. So I said, okay, I'll show up and help you paint your damn apartment. She's (laughs) moving. So, um, no, honestly, Elise Navy Dad, Marty and I, like, we we worked together at the West End. Like, I worked for a year. Like, I... Me and I are like really good friends for like a, a minute now, um, so we like go back and forth with. Well, I say back and forth, but I just drag her ass out to Astoria because I don't <laughs> have to like coming into Manhattan if I don't have to. <laughs> but no, she's she's great. She's a stupid bitch, but she's great. Um, I literally though, like every time we smoke, I just like she never says no. Like she never <laughs> says no to the point where she keeps handing me. We just hand the bowl back and forth to each other to the point where we're just like potatoes. <laughs> That sounds like a good friend, though. Yeah, she's also a top, which you would not believe, but she's a blouse. Wow, I did yeah, not I'm know that. Top. You just spilled some crazy tea here. Oh, she's very open about it. I mean, I, I, I mean, think I didn't know that. The top would be open. She's a blouse. She's a feminine top. That's fair. That's fair. And finally, speaking of tops, Stephen Nicole Marie. Anadime. Oh my God. <laughs> Nicole AKA Anadime. Stephen Savage. Stephen Marie. I hear him grunting. I think he's working out in the living room. <laughs> better be grunting and working out in the living room. If he's doing anything else and grunting out there, I'll be so pissed. Uh, I mean, oh. you, he, he posted that photo today, so. God, I know, with a little emoji on his ding-dong. Oh, God. No, honestly, like, I he's he's great. He's, like, he's the easiest person to live with. Like, I'm a disaster. I'm a mess. I felt so bad. I I got back from this, like, this, this hair shoot that I talked about earlier yeah. yesterday, and I just, like, 
I got I got back at like five in the morning and I like threw my shit across the living room and just like fell on top of my bed. Like I was I don't know, he puts up with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's really great. I'm like I he's he's great. We have like this like little like drag room that we've like created in our dining room and like the fact that he like I, I mean I had to work on him a little bit for that, but like <laughs> I'm grateful that like you know, it's something that he can use too. Like Nicole, Nicole can come out and like, she can paint. Like I still have to finish filming stuff for today. And so like, it's nice to always have a buddy to be like, Hey, I'm going to paint. Do you want to paint with me? And then, yeah. Then go. And then he'll also help me film my videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good, good roommate, good friend. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like 10 out of 10, like the best move I could have made was coming out here to Astoria. The yeah. ass crack of Astoria, but like still Astoria. It's a nice area. Near me. I love it. Yeah. It's so quiet, right? It's, like we it's live in so the, residential. This residential area, there's like a family upstairs. Like it's just so chill. And you're like, close enough to all the bars and restaurants and food places. Yeah. But you still can be in a quiet area. It's what I can perfect. get away. I love yeah. it. Forty seventh and Dittmore's, come visit. <laughs> Who would you pick to do on Snatch Game? Ooh, okay. I think I would want to do John Roberts. Who voices Linda? Okay. Um, and do like that whole like, oh, my son is gay. Like, do like something along those lines. And my, you know, like my number one, I think, would be, um, it would be Jennifer Coolidge. Mm-hmm. But I haven't nailed it down yet. So like, how would I go on and do a shitty Jennifer Coolidge? I get canceled so quick. So I'd, yeah, I'm finessing. Or Anna Ferris, I think, could be really fun. Anna Ferris would be very funny. Um. I, lo- I love that like those are like they're, those are big inspirations in drag for me I love those like that like they're absolutely drop dead stunning but then they'll do a fart joke like yeah. you know like I just think it's, it's that's the funniest complex it's like these beautiful like the house bunny tell me Anna Ferris wasn't like just like drop dead gorgeous but like was so unafraid to make fun of herself right it's just there's something so disempowering by that but also like look how great she had a, her body in that movie <laughs> it's so good also, Jennifer Coolidge is just, like, injected. Like, she's, like, I just... <laughs> walking silicone, and I love her for it. Yeah. You've fallen down a rabbit hole on YouTube. What are you watching videos of? Um, okay, my favorite YouTube videos... I, w- I was literally watching it before you called. Do you follow Bailey Sarian on... No. Okay, everybody should, because she does this murder mystery makeup Mondays. And she, I'm not kidding. I'm such a true crime freak. Like my favorite murder, like, like all that shit. She sits down and she just like talks. It's like they're hour long videos and she does an entire like, it, it feels like a podcast. Like you can just listen to it if you want, but yeah. she makes makeup while she does it. So she does this stunning beat while she tells you about like John Wayne Gacy and how he was a clown. Oh, murder. interesting. It is so great. And I will watch like, I've seen them all. I've stalked this poor woman. Um, and Remind it's, the uh, name for everybody. A uh, Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y, Sarian, S-A-R-I-A-N. All right. Um, she also does like other makeup shit, but I don't really watch those. I just like the I like the murder. <laughs> are Are you familiar with the Golden State Killer? Am I familiar with him? Yeah, we go way back. Have you Have Damn, you watched <laughs> Have you Have you watched um, the documentary on HBO yet? I started it, um, but I was a little too high and I fell asleep. I want to okay. watch it. Yeah, I, uh, Ryan and I are three episodes in. We have to watch the last three episodes. It was a um, lot, and they, they release it weekly, right? Yeah. I'd rather just sit and watch it all because yeah. I think it took a minute for me to, like, 
get through, um, like, just try to figure out what what the um, series was about. Right, yeah. Ryan was so mad anytime they would cut to talking about Michelle McNamara. I was like, yeah. dude, it's her book, and it's important to learn her backstory and why she I didn't realize she to kill died. herself. Yeah. Yeah, that was, like, that was the point that I was really confused about, because I was like, they're just talking about this woman, but I thought that I was watching any documentary. About Writing this book killed her. It really drove her to the edge because she wanted oh, to oh. solve it. God. Also, though, like, there's something about the Golden State Killer that, like, is really dark. Like, his story is so of, creepy. Like, him just breaking into houses and, like, raping people, but, like, stacking, like, the, the plates on the bed. And yeah. Like, you'll hear the move. Like, it's so dark and twisted. Um, and he was a cop. Yeah. Like, of, of course he was. They're kids. <laughs> Yeah, uh, oh, and anyone, anyone who has not seen anything about the Golden State Killer, this is, if you are a serial killer fan, this is someone who should be more famous than they currently are. It's honestly wild. Like, this, like, the, oh, God. The, it's, you know, it's kind of sad. Like, I think there's a lot of those, though. Like, it's, it's oh, like, fully. There were so many serial killers, but, like, you know, Ted The Bunny difference is most of them were either caught or we're in a time where it, it got national attention. He just didn't because it was so, because he was got away with it all. He really did. It's, until now. It's wild until now. Yeah. It's really wild. I love that kind of shit. I, yeah. I binge it unhealthily. I fall asleep watching Forensic Files almost every night. <laughs> what? Really serious. Sorry, go ahead. Now, what are your current jams? What music should the listeners be listening to right now? Oh my God, WAP. WAP. WAP, okay. And I just, I don't, I I love freaking Chromatica. <laughs> it's so good. I know that the gays are like over and on to the next thing, but like, I just, I love it. Um, and I don't, you know, normally it's fun. Like if I'm sitting here, I'll like, like Fleetwood Mac is just an always good, like. Okay. It just puts me in the happiest mood. If I'm going to cook, if I have to clean the house, it's like, Fleetwood Mac. I'm gone. I'm just like cleaning and happy and yeah, that's good music. It's great. Rumors. Let's go. If you had to pick one New York City drag queen to be your partner on the Amazing Race, who would it be? Interesting. What's the Amazing Race? You like end up going around the world and shit. Right? Yeah, you're you're on a, on a team and you go around, do challenges, jump off buildings, eat crazy shit, things like that. Do you have to be very physical to be good at this, or like not necessarily television? Not, you just have to be smart and able to do things and know how to work it. Okay, I think Steven would be a great person to bring on that, like, as, like, a strategic move, as, like, a, um, like, we'll actually, like, do well. Yeah. Like, we're very, like, good putting shit together like that. But if I was trying to get my, like, reality TV moment, I would just bring Elise Navy Dad. Because yeah, absolutely. Like, 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 I've never met anybody more obsessed with reality television than Elise Navy Dad. More than me? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> you guys have not head to head yet? We have not. Okay, because, like, when I tell you that, like, I can reference the most obscure, like, episode from season eight of America's Next Top Model. I would be like, oh, yeah, like, when uh, when Rebecca fainted and blah, blah, blah. that's not the, that's not the, um, sure, sure. Everybody remembers that. But, like, it's just, like, wild the, the shit that just sits. Like, every single drag race lip sync, every single. Like Big Brother, anything like Survivor. Like I just, if anybody's gonna make it on reality television, it's that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what 
We're going to move into the pop five rapid fire where I'm going to give you five pop culture things, headlines, things that are happening. And you're going to give me a word, phrase, story, whatever you want to talk about for each. Okay. Number one, Mulan on Disney Plus. I'm so poor. <laughs> I don't have $30 to watch Mulan. I, See, was... I, I think the way it, their rationale is that most, of the, most people who have Disney Plus are probably families. So $30 is actually less than actually going to the movie theater to see it. Okay, well, I'm And not... I think maybe we just all need to come together and have a viewing party, a safe viewing party. I would totally do that. I'm obsessed. Mulan is like the one of the best, besides Coco, is one of the best Disney movies. Yeah. Um, and I, I was very excited to see this new interpretation. Like I was nervous because like- There's no music. The music is fucking incredible. And like yeah. you get like an instrumental reflection, but- I think it's gonna be really good. I really like. And it's PG thirteen. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's dark. Like when the witch came out at the end of the preview, I was like, "Oh, I could fuck with this. This looks yeah. great." Yeah. Oh, I love it. Number God. two is Stranger. <laughs> Number two is Stranger Things to go beyond season four. I I lost it after the second season. All I right. Watched the first season. I was like, okay. I felt it's like new. it was done. I was yeah. Like, I was like, I don't really feel like I need to. I didn't even know that there was a season three. Yep. Or is there a four now? Um, four comes out eventually. I don't know when. See, that's the thing with Netflix. They just go too wild. Like, Sabrina, first season, great. Second season, okay. Third season, what the fuck? Fourth season, to cancel now. Yeah. Like, they just, like, beat a dead horse. They sure they need do. to learn to cut it off. Number three is the Democratic National Convention. Oh. Christ, I can't wait to get a new president. Yeah. Have you watched uh -huh. it at all? No. That's fair. No, not yet. Yeah. See, I've, I've, I've been watching. <laughs> I watched the first night, and I watched bits and pieces last night after I got home. And I got very emotional. And I think I got emotional not because of what the content was, but what the reality is if Biden does not become president, because that America will no longer exist. I think it's terrifying like the lengths that Trump is going through to like extend his presidency and like you know I just I think it's 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 like overwhelmingly terrifying where like I did like there are times where I just have to take breaks from Facebook that's yeah. the thing is like I could watch all these things but like honestly I just get all these updates from angry people on Facebook anyway so it's like yeah. I'm gonna like I see I'm like up to date and shit. but I just it's I don't it's the it's so depressing what's That's going fair. on right now i, I agree uh, and i like I, I find that i need breaks from it because like you know you can sit and listen to the 24-hour news and go crazy my mom and, does it you know every day well exactly and like i'm not saying your mom's crazy but i'm just like you know oh, like, i would i tell her I've, I've told her that like you need to take breaks you need to decide okay these are the people i want to watch and listen to those people on a daily basis everyone else you you you're, you gotta stop she reads yeah. all the books. It's not, it's she not, has them all. You. It's it, like, it, what are you it, like? What is he hearing about all this shit gonna do for you? Like, right. constantly, you know. It drives you crazy. Yeah. Number four is Dolly Parton to release new Christmas album. I'm so fucking excited! Holly never, Dolly like, Christmas. Is that the name of it? Holly Dolly Christmas. <laughs> oh, I uh, honestly name me a better human than freaking dolly pardon like 
she like she just says everything right like yeah. her stances her views her like her advocacy for fucking queer people like she's just like she's just the drag queen that the world needs right now i agree and jolene's a bop so <laughs> everyone and number five umbrella academy season two I couldn't even watch the first episode <gasps> of Academy. I really don't like it. It's really like I'm not a sci-fi person, like which is wild because I love Game of Thrones. I'm a total fantasy nerd. Like right. you can look at my damn fucking bookshelf here, full of just fantasy books. But like yeah. I don't sci-fi. I just it comes on and I just like glaze over. And also like Mary J. Blige. She's so good in it though. Oh, good for her. She is so freaking good. I, I, I'm a big fan of her work on that show. Um, it, I mean, let's I like be real. Music. Yeah, I mean, can is it possible to be any better than Mary J. Blaze? Because she, like, she does a song on the show, too. It's a, it's a bop. I mean, Dolly <laughs> or Cher. That's fair. That's fair. All right. We are going to move in to the fan corner questions we got a couple questions from the fans first question from chola spears share the hot korean spots here in the city okay literally if you're gonna get korean food don't you dare go into a store to eat it you're gonna go to fuck in k-town you're gonna spend some money and you're gonna eat some real traditional korean food slash the hottest korean spot to eat is literally my kitchen because i will make you the best korean food you will ever have in your life all right Um, all right what what's Here. your specialty? Um, bulgogi. Okay. I can make a meat, like bulgogi is like the the beef marinated beef. Um, okay, like yummy, yummy. Oh, so good. Next question from anonymous. They didn't want to um, have their identity revealed. What is wrong with cilantro? Who is embarrassed to ask that that they want it to be remained anonymous? Because they um, think that you might I, kill them. Because they like cilantro. I just think it's disgusting. It tastes like dirty dishwater, and there's no need for it to be in my nasty-ass guacamole. Like, oh, God. It's just, it's gross. It's it's overpowering. It smells bad. It smells like soap. Like, <laughs> I just, I you know what frustrates me the most? Is people trying to force me to like this nasty-ass fucking herb. <laughs> Like, I like, yeah. can I just dislike it in fucking peace? Everyone's got to, like, jump on my case because they're going to try to shove it down my throat. I don't want it. That's fair, I can that's barely fair. tolerate it. I can't. Chipotle rice. <laughs> and final yeah. question from the fans, from Coco Taylor. When will you do the Anything Goes tap dance from Temple of Doom? <laughs> She's been asking me to do that for years. I know she has. I get it. She, like, she brings it up every time I see her. Um... I don't know. Maybe tomorrow. There you go. With the costume, okay. too? I don't know. We'll see. Sure. I'm learning how to sell. <laughs> so I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question. And this is a question oh. from Ritzy Bits. Oh, Ritzy Bitsy. Ritzy if, Bitsy you, no. if you were Ritzy Bits for a day, what would you do and why? I literally would never take off the Louboutins I own them. <laughs> I would just stunt and back handspring down fucking Fifth Avenue in my Louboutins and and mascara. <laughs> That's it. That's what I would be. That's what I would do for Ritzy Bits. 
Um, nice. Yeah, I think so. Also, like, I would make sure that it was a Sunday so that I got, like, a couple of those brunches in so I could, like, make some bank. Yeah. And then back to petty cash. Donate <laughs> the funds. Now is your time to ask my next guest a question. Okay. So my favorite... My favorite thing to do is think of, like, drag names. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I think that every drag queen kind of, like, has that. Like, once they, like, figure out themselves, they, like, all of a sudden, like, start thinking of different drag names. Like, I thought of one the other day, and it was Lucinda Butthole, and I thought that was Mm -hmm. really great. So, last night, last night, I came up with Ella Vader. Ella Vader? Ooh, Mm -hmm. I like that. This morning, Steven and I were talking for a drag king that could be um, Chris Penis. Mm hmm. Uh, well, I, I told um, Amanda Pork if she were to be a drag king, uh, she would be Chris P. Bacon. Yes. Oh, my God. That's a character from a video game. Is it? Yes. I think it's Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> oh, my God. Or, really? Uh, no. You know what it is? So Banjo-Kazooie, the creators of Banjo-Kazooie made ukulele for the xbox i think but now it's on the switch so it's like basically banjo kazooie but like a new game so you're a chameleon and then you have a um a bat in your backpack it's the exact same game and Chris okay and is one of the characters in that I that's funny um, right yeah so that would be my question like what is the what's your proudest um name that you thought of another one i thought of was like share noble <laughs> oh i love that i love that i love that You'd have to be like, I don't know, like Russian or something. (laughs) Well, where can the fans find you on social media and Venmo? Oh, see, we streamlined this. I made this easy for everybody. You can find me at Petty Cash NYC. P-E-T-T-I, like Igloo. Cash, like cash that you should know how to spell. And NYC, because I'm from where? New Jersey. Amazing. Well, Petty, I am so glad to finally have you on the podcast. It was an absolute pleasure. <laughs> you got me, I had fun. The biggest thanks to Petty for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.